It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Molly, welcome back. Great to be here with you. Well, um, you were in, you didn't have any idle time. Your book is now out. It's called Rigged. And before we get to the election, the new one we're about to get in 2022, the one we just had in 2020, I want to get your take on this economy. Uh, the one thing about the president of the United States, the former president, if they could not get those ships to shore, he would have been sitting there firing people, going through it, going to the docks himself, making sure we get answers to this. I was talking to uh, Bob Nardelli, wrote me today and said, why are we not using the military? National Guard's got trucks. We would unload it until we can get the people. This is an unacceptable situation. There are so many unforced errors that Joe Biden has had. Is he paying the price? Well, he's certainly having trouble in the polls because of the incompetence of the administration. But this is an issue where we actually knew we were going to have supply chain problems the moment we began lockdown. So 18 months ago. This is something that the government should have been working on for a very long time. Our federal government is actually just bad at doing a lot of things, despite how much money they take. And so the fact that we don't have a plan already in place and, and you know, frankly, like 16 months into implementation is not good. Uh, but it could get I mean, I don't want to don't want to be too pessimistic, but it could get a lot worse. It too. could it could get worse. And not only that, manufacturing is down and it makes it doesn't it underline too. And don't you think it's an opportunity, too, for a politician to say, this is proof we have to start making our own stuff? Can't you use that to spur manufacturing here? This is one of the big changes I think we've seen in this country in the last five years is realizing that offshoring everything, outsourcing everything can be a national security threat if you don't have the means to make key things that you need to keep your economy functioning and running. And so it's one of the things that we've learned about the past few decades of moving all of our manufacturing overseas, we might have gotten cheap products, but it came at such a, such a huge price. Mandate mania. We are not, we're seeing tens of, we're seeing thousands of people, uh, teachers told not to come to work. Unions are preserving their jobs for now. We're seeing thousands of people to, in the medical profession from doctors to nurses to medical workers to staffers told not, don't come to work because you're not vaccinated. Now we're seeing policemen in some cities being told, don't get vaccinated, you don't, got, don't have a job. That's happening. The military, tens of thousands are saying, I'm not getting vaccinated. The president, the, the, he should be, he says he's going to bring us together. This, on, the, the definition is dividing us. It's a huge issue. It's affecting industries. It's, it's so important that people have medical freedom and autonomy with their bodies and being able to make medical decisions. And you can totally support the vaccine and think it was an amazing accomplishment or even just think it's pretty good and still understand that mandates that restrict people's ability to make decisions for themselves are horrific and shouldn't be encouraged by the government. They should probably be banned by the government even because of what an important issue it is. We're not talking even about a vaccine that has had 10 years of testing that we know, you know, that we know everything about and we that is that has a that takes care of a problem that has a huge fatality rate. We're talking about a vaccine that is good. It's great at decreasing symptoms of people who who get it. Um, You know, it's, it's obviously done wonders, but it's also fairly new. And so it's important that people be able to make their own decisions. And if urging people to go ask their doctor, and they'll probably give the answer that my doctor gets, get it. They're almost certainly going to get the answer. But you don't want it from it, a yes. politician. Uh, you, I mean, basically, you want Joe Biden not looking over your 
your medical shoulder. And again, we're having all these problems in our economy. And people say, oh, well, we, we forced this vaccine on people and nearly everybody took it. We're talking about some industries where just a few tenths of a percentage point difference can actually really disrupt things. Things like ER rooms or nurses yeah. or truckers or pilots. You know, you saw what happened with pilots this weekend potentially having something to do with the vaccine mandate imposed by their airlines. And it can be very disruptive to the entire economy. So let's talk about your book, uh, Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats seized our, uh, seized our Elections. But the name of it's Rigged. Do you believe this was rigged, that Donald Trump couldn't have won? I believe that. I mean, I, I love that the title is Rigged because I think it does a perfect job of describing how the establishment changed everything to ensure a preferred outcome in the election. And I focus on the media, big tech, and the changes to election laws and procedures that enabled this to happen. The election came down to like 40,000 votes across three states. It was very narrow. Any one of these things that were done, whether it was by the media, big tech, or the changes to election laws, could have done more than enough on, on any of those margins. And so it's important that people understand why that happened and also why rigging a system is bad for democracy because it creates a situation where people don't have confidence in the results. So do you believe that the systems that loosen, that everything that loosened up because of the pandemic, people feeling unsure to vote or not having enough workers, uh, the changes that were made in states and counties, those are the things that took place? Or do you believe ballots came in from outside? They were... So two main issues there. One is that because of COVID, there were dramatic changes in the way we vote. Uh, Time magazine called it a revolution in the way people vote. It was a very sudden change. And sometimes that was done legally. Sometimes it was done not legally. And what I mean by that is you're supposed to have all changes go through the state legislature. Sometimes that happened more frequently. It did not happen. And so there's a lot in there about all the ways that that happened. But what this did also enable is that one of the world's most powerful and wealthy men, Mark Zuckerberg spent $419 million to do a private takeover of the election administration itself. He gave grants supposedly to deal with COVID. And what they actually enabled was an army of left-wing groups to come into governmental election offices and do a concierge-level Biden get-out-the-vote operation. And so by... By disproportionately funding blue counties in swing states, they were able to squeeze tons more votes out for Biden. And again, this wasn't funding campaigns. This was funding governmental election offices in a way that helped Biden win. And these are explosive things and very important going forward because learning that they could do this, learning that you could have a private takeover by one of the world's wealthiest men – um, was something that the election system wasn't prepared for, and so that there, there were, at that time, not laws to prevent it. Where do you uh, – did he do it under the auspices of helping the election, or did he do it under the auspices of helping the Democrats? Oh, it was totally billed as these are COVID relief grants. These will help you get uh, you know, personal protective equipment. But what happened was – like take, take Pennsylvania, which is a swing state – Philadelphia gets $10 million. The Republican county next door gets 5000 And he would say, well, we funded both Democrat and Republican counties. And you say, well, yeah, but the disparity is ridiculous. And they say, well, Philadelphia is a bigger county. Well, that's true. So you look at per capita spending. And per capita, these Democrat regions and swing states got tons more funding to then enable get-out-the-vote operations. And what they did in these blue areas was they went and harvested ballots. They they designed ballots. They translated ballots. They marketed to go vote in Democrat areas. But again, they didn't do this as a campaign would. This is what campaigns do. They did it from the auspices of governmental offices, from the actual election. It would be like if the New England Patriots 
had hired and paid and staffed the referees for a game, and then they made all sorts of controversial calls, and you weren't allowed to say anything about it. Understood. Now, where was it the most egregious? So there are actually a huge group of researchers working on all of these things, and they're finding interesting things. Definitely. Well, you look at the funding. Four of the five Republican, formerly Republican states that got the most funding from Zuckerberg. You might notice something about this. Georgia, Wisconsin, Arizona, Pennsylvania. They got the vast majority of funds. These were states that had voted for Trump, but then they voted for Biden in 2020. Sometimes like in crazy ways, like Florida went two points more for Trump between 2016 and 2020. Across the border, Georgia went six points to the left. And they did it. Georgia was actually the state where they spent $46 million doing this get out the vote operation for Democrats from government offices. And they managed to get it six points in a different direction in a way that was very different from the rest of the country. So Ohio went firmly for the president, uh, former president, uh, sort of Florida. And you thought if you took Florida and Ohio, uh, those were going to be key. But it didn't happen when Wisconsin, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, Pennsylvania and Georgia went another direction. And as did Arizona. Do you find irregularities in Arizona or something new in Arizona that would have opened up the window for an opportunity? Well, definitely the funding that I'm talking about, the, the funding that was done by these groups that Zuckerberg funded. Uh, was heavy in Maricopa County. And again, that's where you saw these dramatic changes and elevations in Biden votes. And Arizona itself, though, runs elections pretty cleanly, I believe. You know, uh, Niall Ferguson, who with the Hoover Institute, he, after the 2016 election, he came in in 2017 and had a book out. And he said, you know what's going on in Silicon Valley? I said, no. He said, they're absolutely humiliating. So why? Because President Trump maximized Silicon Valley in a way in which he embarrassed them. And the left wing has ridiculed them to no end. And they are going to make up for it. Because Donald Trump, uh, led by Brad Parscales, used Facebook, put an office in his office with Facebook and used Facebook to maximize his vote and got those margins. Is this their make good? Yes. And that's another huge part of this. After the 2016 election, all these Tech companies say they'll never, ever, ever let what happened in 2016 happen again. They say this on the record. This is like Google, Facebook, Twitter, uh, you know, Apple. They all say this, and then they all engage in systematic ways of of structuring their systems so that they're deplatforming conservative voices. They are downgrading conservative media. They are elevating stories that are favorable to their side. They even do voter outreach and marketing in biased fashion. There's a researcher who's shown that sometimes they would just identify what your voting practices were, and if you were a Democrat voter, they would encourage you to go vote or encourage you to register to vote, but not if you were Republican. These are such deep structural biases. And then, of course, it all culminates in them suppressing the hunter. Molly Hemingway's here. Her book rigged is out. Now, the question we have when we come back is this. Donald Trump got more votes than any Republican in history, 75 million. And the House did so much better than anyone thought almost took it back. And even in the Senate, there was supposed to be a long shot for the Republicans to keep it. By all odds, they should have kept it. What went wrong and what went right? That story when we come back on The Brian Kilmeade Show. Questioning Everything. It's Brian Kilmeade. If you're interested in it, Brian's talking about it. You're with Brian Kilmeade. We're back. Molly Hemingway's book is now out. It's called Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democratic uh, Party, and the, uh, the Democratic, what is this word here? And the, uh, the Democrats seized our elections. My bad. So uh, we talked about big tech, Molly. Now let's talk about 
the media. What role did the media play in all this? Well, I think to understand the media, you have to take it a little bit back. And this is actually one of the reasons why I wanted to write the book is you have all these reporters who spent three years lying that Donald Trump stole the 2016 election by colluding with Russia, now claiming that they're going to write about what happened in 2020. Well, I don't trust these people to tell anything truthful because they lied for years. And that was the general prism. The media lied or made up stories or pretended to believe obviously false stories about Donald Trump. And at the same time, they suppressed real stories based on real facts about Joe Biden. The, and they basically ran the Joe Biden campaign. The Hunter Biden, the laptop. So when the New York Post reveals based on facts that the that Hunter Biden's laptop has all sorts of information about the fi- the Biden family business. And remember, the Biden family business is you give money to members of the Biden family for for unclear reasons. You know, that seems like a perfect area that the media might want to investigate. They thought it was really nefarious that Trump had a global real estate empire and they were sure there was something shady there. But at least with that, you know that he really is a businessman who does real estate. We don't actually understand what the Bidens do in exchange for the money. We know that there have been bribes given by foreign governments, you know, or by foreign entities like in China. Um, they gave an eighty thousand dollar diamond to Hunter Biden. You have the wife of the of a Moscow official giving money that that's revealed in Treasury Department documents, and yet they don't cover it. They just suppress it. At the same time, they're elevating fake news about uh, Donald Trump, and that's important because. Election observers say that you can't have a free and fair election in a propaganda environment. And what we experienced in the last few years was moving from a biased media environment into a propaganda environment. And that affects people's votes and it affects the way that the establishment rigged the election. So you think it's not only leaning left, you think they're selling left? It's 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 just not even journalism anymore for most for most of what we're seeing. I mean, we did not have a campaign in which journalists critically analyzed the policy positions of each side. You saw this even in the way that the debate commission handled things. You know, there should have been a debate on foreign policy. It's one of the most important issues that Americans deal with. And it's one of the most important roles that the president plays. Uh, president Trump had a very successful period of time in foreign policy and he, there was supposed to be a debate on it. They just yeah, don't do it. The media also don't cover it. You know, they 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 completely game the system and everybody experienced that. And I think that's why when you're told, oh, there was nothing wrong about anything that happened with the election, the media have lost all credibility to even have a right to say anything like that. So do you think President Trump's going to run again? I, you know, when I started this book and I interviewed him three times for the book and my first interview, I was pretty sure he wouldn't. I thought that he, yeah, it just, it just didn't feel like he wanted to. Um, and then now I think that maybe it's more even odds. I think that he would like to not have to, but I think he feels that the Republican Party is not picking up what it should be and moving forward. Do you think he believed he was robbed? Uh, he definitely believes that. And I think... You know, he's so inarticulate in the way he talks about it or hyperbolic or he's, you know, he says these exaggerated things. But when I would talk to him, he actually understood a lot of these issues at, you know, about unconstitutional changes to voting laws or how Zuckerberg, um, how Zuckerberg funded these election systems or how corrupt the media were or how big tech was against him. He understands those issues. And I wish he actually would talk more about those issues because they are real things that are big issues going forward, too. Why do they do so well in other elections, down-ballot elections, Republicans in proportion? Well, the thing that you'd have to understand is, did they do well relative to what they would have done had all of these things not happened? I actually think that the country has far more propensity to vote for some of these people than than some of these riggings would allow. Wow. Uh, And if you see what's happening to the country now, it's hard to think the President Trump's policies weren't more effective for the country. Molly, congratulations on rig. Go pick it up. And so when people ask you about the election, you'll have an intelligent answer rather than 
stolen or not stolen. Thanks, Molly. Thank you. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.